Bible teacher there, also a girls basketball coach, and some of you girls uh, got a chance this summer to work with him on the basketball court, so that's kind of fun. He's currently a pastor at Heritage Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Les, let's welcome Pastor Nick. Thank you. Thank you, Gordon. Good morning. I'm going to teach you a little something just to kind of get you out of your comfort zone. Uh, I know it's early in the morning. Um, so when I say good morning, what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you guys stand up again, and then you're going to start by saying, G oh, you're going to say, good, I'm going to say good morning, okay? And then you're going to go, G-O-O-D-M-O-R-N-I-N-G, good morning. Hey, hey, good morning. And then you can go, woo, if you want. Uh, <laughs> then you're going to do that twice, okay? So it's G-O-O-D-M-O-R-N-I-N-G, in case you didn't know, that's spelling good morning. Uh, and then after the end of that, you'll say, good morning. Then the guys um, are going to spell it out, going G O. O D okay. We'll spell it all the way through, and at the end, then everybody just yells "Good morning." The girls, while the guys are spelling it, are going to just continue on those first things, the "Good morning," and it all should blend together. Sounds best when the girl guys are trying to be louder than the girls, or girls trying to be louder than the guys. And then at the end, everybody yells "Good morning." So, I know you're like, "What?" Let's try it. All right. I'll help you out. Yeah. Good morning. G-O-O-D-M-O-R-N-I-N-G, good morning. Hey, hey, good morning. G-O-O-D-M-O-R-N-I-N-G, good morning. Oh, hey, good morning. All right, guys. G-O-O-D-M-O-R-N-I-N-G. I and G. Good morning. Not bad, not bad. All right. Loosen everybody up a little bit. Guys can uh, hold a beat. That's good. Not everybody can do that. Um, excited to be with you this morning. I have a special connection. Uh, with Nebraska Christian, with Gordon Teeson, obviously. Uh, I've known him for many years. Uh, Coach Mankin asked me to come out for a day with the girls' basketball team, uh, which I really enjoyed. Girls' basketball players, where you at? Raise your hand. Okay, I see you. Heard uh, the volleyball team's doing really good right now. Uh, I saw some great athletes this summer, so it doesn't surprise me that you're doing well in volleyball, and basketball is just around the corner. Uh, I was... As Gordon said, I was a teacher and coach at Lincoln Christian for 22 years uh, and really enjoyed uh, that. Uh, one of my other responsibilities was to uh, find chapel speakers, so I understand what Gordon uh, has to do, and uh, sometimes the energy of chapel is kind of is, is tough, but uh, again, I thank you guys for being here. Also, uh, back home in Lincoln, uh, we have a few of NC alums. At our church, I don't know if you guys know the Whedons, Jason Whedon and his wife Lindsay, um, and then also Micah Unruh, 
Uh, maybe a lot of the teachers know uh, those names, but uh, they're at our church. So turn in your Bibles to Philippians 2, 17 through 30. That's where we'll be this morning. And before we get started, let uh, let me open with prayer. Father, I just thank you for uh, just the beautiful morning, uh, the changing of the seasons, uh, just a reminder of your hand uh, in creation. I thank you for Nebraska Christian uh, and the, the bright light that they are in this community. Uh, thank you for the freedom that we have uh, in the beginning of our day at, at school where we can have chapel. We can be together, open up your word and be challenged and uh, then walk through the day. Uh, loving on each other and, and growing our in our relationship with you. Help us not to take that for granted. Father, this morning, uh, help us to remove the distractions of the day, uh, to focus in on what you want us to hear, and that we would be hearers, but also that we would take it and live it out in our lives. And uh, we pray these things in your son's name. Amen. All right. Well, as you guys know, the letter, this letter is written to um, the church that Paul established in the Greek city of Philippi in Macedonia. Uh, and his purpose was to exhort or to challenge uh, to, for humble service for the Lord um, and be united in that. So I'm going to start by reading uh, chapter 2, 12 through 16. That's where you guys were last week, I believe. Pastor Dustin Rogers, who is our pastor, was here last week. Uh, he's my teammate. Um, so let me just read that just to kind of maybe refresh your mind and also put uh, the text for today into context. So at the beginning of the chapter, verse 1 through 11, we see the supreme, perfect example of humility and service to others, and obviously that's Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and now the challenge is to, for us to work out our salvation, for those in here that profess to have faith in Christ, uh, to work it out. So check it out, verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as my, in my presence, but much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation uh, with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in this world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. You know, one of the things, uh, as I was reading this, just for context, I was thinking of, and the thing I bolded was to work out your own salvation. I don't know what Dustin pointed out last week, but that's the thing that jumped out to me. Um, and I think we have, and you guys probably agree, we have a lot of spiritually fat, or maybe I should say spiritually fluffy uh, kids, uh, really Christians, okay? And what I mean by that is we consume a lot of spiritual calories. Okay, this morning chapel, you have Bible classes, uh, you're attending church and youth group, uh, your own time in God's word. And so we're consuming a lot of spiritual calories, but a lot of times it just sits there. And God wants us to take the knowledge that we have uh, and to work it out. And that's when you start to see uh, your faith come alive, your relationship with him grow. Um, but again, I know uh, in working with teens, uh, and in my own heart, it, it's easy to do that. Uh, you get, you, we're consumed, we're at the buffet of the things of God. Uh, but if we don't use that spiritual energy and, and live it out, um, then it just sits there. 
okay? And we get spiritually fluffy. So challenge to you, just right at the start, and this is for me, is let's take all this information that we're getting, and praise God you get to do that at a, in school too. Uh, don't let that be a burden. But let's take that knowledge and live it out. And I guarantee when you start to do that, your life, you'll want more of it, uh, and your life will start changing. People will notice a difference. But if you just sits there, I think the enemy loves that, to have us hear it and not to do anything with it and let it just sit there. So think a little bit about that. All right, our text for this morning starts in verse 17, where it says, Even if I am be to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Let me just pause there, and I kind of underlined being poured out like a drink offering. And in ancient animal sacrifices, wine was used. Uh, sometimes it was poured on the ground, but a lot of times it was poured on the actual animal sacrifice or right in front of it. And the steam that would rise up was a, a symbol of a life ready to be um, lived out, poured out uh, in service. Okay, and so... Uh, and that's our, that's our challenge for us. That's what the whole, the whole letter is about, is a service to others, a humble service to others, and basically saying to the Lord, I'm ready to give myself to pour out my life into other people and be used by you uh, for kingdom uh, purposes. And so um, think a little bit about that. And uh, as, as you sit here this morning, um, and working with Christian school kids uh, long enough uh, to know that many of their beliefs and behaviors are two different things. Okay, and you're like, what, what does that mean? Uh, George Barna did a study on church kids, Christian school kids, and it was comparison what you guys believe in comparison to uh, what non-church kids believe. And you guys believe very orthodox. You, uh, you uh, understand things about the Bible and the gospel that most kids your age don't. Uh, and so you believe it's not a problem necessarily with believing things, but when he compared what church kids believe with their lifestyle of, uh, and a non un, unbelieving friends, what they found out is very similar. OK. And so what that tells us is that it's not about necessarily believing. You guys believe, like I said, very orthodox. But when it comes time to taking what you know and living it out, uh, that's where, we, where there's a little disconnect. And, uh, and so our lives don't look much different than our unbelieving friends, even though in our head we have great knowledge. And so um, kind of an illustration I always shared, what we often do is we compartmentalize our life, okay? And so if I had, I should have brought it a big old, big juicy apple pie, let's say. <laughs> Probably would have eaten it on the way up here. Uh, and I cut it, sliced it up and everything, and I put whipped cream on one of the slices uh, and asked you guys how many of the, we'll say eight slices, taste like whipped cream, you would be able to say one. All right, good. Uh, and uh, and so, so and, but if I put the big bl uh, blob of whipped cream right in the middle and asked you the same question, you would say that they all do. And so it's kind of maybe a weird illustration. But uh, that's kind of what we do with our Christian life. We compartmentalize. We have our activities and our you know those are your athletes and things that you're involved in is one slice of life we have our entertainment the things that you like to listen to and watch uh, uh it's the entertainment choices we have relationships okay whether that's friends teammates family 
Uh, so we have all these slices of life, and then we kind of put God in a little one of those slices. So we have our little God slice. So that's where we do church and all the, our other spiritual things. And uh, so, we, so what I'm trying to say is what we do is God, Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, cannot be a slice. Um, he, it's like that whipped cream goes right in the middle, and he influences every part of your life. Um, and so my challenge to you, as it is to myself, is to uh, think about that. Does, is my relationship with God influencing my entertainment choices, my, my friendships and relationships, how I spend my money? I mean, you can go on and on about that. And let's not marginalize, let's not compartmentalize our relationship with God. Um, but I think oftentimes that we, we do that. And that's why what we believe and then how we live looks real different to the world's lives as it relates to that, um, that study that was done. So check yourself this morning. Is Jesus just a slice? A little, he has a little part of your life? Um, or is every decision that you make, everything you're doing, uh, whether you're on the volleyball court, in the classroom, playing an instrument, it's uh, an opportunity to, to worship uh, the God who's given you those things. So, All right, as we move on, there's two examples of um, some young bucks that were um, all in, um, that were uh, servants. Um, they're Paul's protege. protege. Uh, we don't actually say protege anymore. Probably mentor is a better word. But anyway, it's a, a person who is guided, supported by an older and more experienced, <coughs> excuse me, uh, or influential person. Okay, and so Paul is that mentor, and he has uh, taken Timothy under his wing, uh, and uh, he's sharing these two examples, Timothy and another guy we'll talk about in a bit. But let's take a look at Timothy, what he says, starting with verse 19. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served me with me in the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him to just as soon as I see how it will go with me, and I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. So Timothy, his life was characterized by his service-centered uh, life. He was very others-focused. And he stood up. He stood out to Paul because he's a young guy, but he was, again, selflessly focused, uh, others-focused. Um, and that, and that's, that's a great characteristic. I want you to think about that this morning. Is that you? Are you others-focused? Uh, one of our tags with girls basketball for many years was others before uh, others or team before uh, above uh, before self and God above all. I mess that up. So others before self and God above all. It's just kind of a simple thing, but uh, learning to be others focused is is, is very important because uh, a lot of times we're real self focused. Timothy wasn't from Philippi, um, but he is concerned for him, and I think that's kind of cool too. Um, and as I was thinking about that, I'm not from here, from Central City, um, but uh, I know a little, little bit about Nebraska City, uh, or Nebraska Christian, and uh, care for you as brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's why I'm here this morning. Again, I had the opportunity to come here this summer and 
uh, do one day with the girls' basketball team and uh, spend some time with them and, and was so encouraged with my time with them. Um, I think it's always cool how you can walk into a situation like this and you feel that bond or common connection just because of our, our relationship with God. So some of you may be going to Weekend of Champions soon. Uh, and you may know, not know a whole lot of the people, but when you're together with believers, there's that, that common bond and unity that, that you have. And I felt that uh, after the end of the day of being with the girls' basketball team. I, um, I enjoyed it, and I look forward to watching um, and following them as they, uh, as they move on. So, t- again, Timothy wasn't from Philippi, but he had a concern for them. He knew what was going on, and he cared for them. Uh, Timothy was set apart from others who were uh, maybe not all in. Again, Paul saw that. And again, I just ask you guys, how about you? Uh, Would people be able to say that you are set apart, you're different, uh, you are able to look for the needs of others? I always think of uh, the worship team who gets up early, probably comes together at another time to practice to serve you guys. Uh, to put the lyrics together and uh, figure out the, the chords and all that thing, uh, and then to, uh, to lead you guys in worship. Uh, there's an opportunity or there's a, a picture of someone that's willing to serve other people. And there's all kinds of other areas in your school, and you guys know that, where you can be intentional and serve and love each other. So Timothy was like that. He stood out to Paul, and he's sharing him as an example to follow here, uh, a young example as someone devoted to God and service. All right, and then the other example is Epaphroditus. Oh. I had some crazy names in, in the scripture. <coughs> we'll just call him Pap. Uh, but he was another mentor or a protege example of, of service. So 25 to 30, let me read that. I've thought it necessary to send you Pap, Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you're, uh, you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice in seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy. And honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. So again, Paul lists uh, another example. This time, uh, Pap, he's from these people. He knows these people. Okay, Timothy's from the outside, um, and uh, he was uh, from uh, this place, from Philippi. And again, he too had a deep love and care uh, for his people. And... Uh, and even nearly lost his life serving. Uh, not quite sure what it was, uh, but obviously he came to the, nearly died, as it says in verse 30, um, for what he was doing to serve these people. And uh, God spared him from this illness and used him mightily uh, um, uh, in, this, in this church. So we see two examples in Timothy's life and then Epaphroditus. And obviously, we have the supreme example of Jesus Christ at the beginning. And uh, again, this whole letter is uh, to challenge and encourage this church. But uh, we can take these same principles and say, hey, um, how can we love and serve each other better uh, and be intentional 
with that within our school, at home, within our families, uh, so that God can be glorified and uh, we can be used by him. So uh, just a few things. Um, one, I want to, again, challenge you guys to examine your faith. Uh, and is it your own? And look for ways that you can exercise, work it out, uh, your, work out your salvation. Uh, coaching girls basketball for a long time, I had many girls that had great head knowledge. They knew the game and knew our system and everything. But when it actually came time sometime for some of them to be on the court in the pressures and the ups and downs of the game to actually uh, execute it and physically, uh, it, was a t- it was tough for them. Um, and, and sometimes they uh, were overcome by that. And so I think sometimes for us, too, we know it in our head, but are we able to do it in the game of life? And that's the challenge for us, to work out your salvation. So examine yourself. If your faith is yours, um, Live it out. Um, I think let's, let's ask God to help us put others before self and humbly look for ways to serve each other. And that requires us to be intentional, okay, to look for ways that you can serve uh, your classmates, your peers, uh, your teachers, the school. Um, often we are often selfish, looking out for number one, um, but help, ask God to help us see the needs of other people and then to be willing to meet those, whatever that looks like. Uh, then I want to leave you with 1 Timothy 4, 12, which says this. Uh, again, this is written from Timothy, who we just t- uh, talked about. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Basically, all of life, not just parts. And so that is my, my prayer for you. So um, let me pray. Father, again, I just thank you so much for the opportunity this morning you've given to me to be in front of these students and their staff. Thank you for the freedom to open up your word as uh, they continue to walk through the book of Philippians. So many great admonitions and encouragements, challenges for us. Um, this morning, we, we heard or we saw uh, just how you used uh, young Timothy and Epaphroditus as examples, but even more importantly is your son and uh, his selflessness, uh, his willingness to put uh, himself aside, uh, to come to live uh, a life, that, uh, a sinless life, which we failed to do, and to humbly go to the cross to pay the, uh, the debt, pay the, the penalty for our sin. And because of that, as we sit here today, we can have a right relationship with you as we put our faith in that, that finished work, and we just give thanks for that. I pray for those that are in here that uh, have, have made that decision, is that we would work out our salvation. It's easy as Christians in a Christian community just to kind of go through the motions and even get tired of uh, the, the spiritual calories that we get. Uh, help us to remove, remove that attitude. Um, help us uh, to take those things that we know and to live them out, especially as it relates to, to serving other people. And uh, we'll give thanks for that. And uh, we pray these things in your son's name. Amen. All right. Let's. Uh,